Meredek. Today's daf is daf Ayin Aleph, 71 in Meseches Yavamis. We're going to pick up from the bottom of Ayin Mabez. We're going to go back and we're going to start two lines from the bottom of Ayin Mabez. All right, let's remind ourselves quickly what's happening over here. We had a machlekas between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Akiva. There's no machlekas about the halacha. They both agree that an oral cannot eat truma. Everyone's in agreement with that. The shaila is, the question is, machlekas is, why? Okay, so one opinion is because of the Pasuk, which says, ish, ish. Okay, what do you mean, ish, ish? So the Pasuk, ish, ish, mizera, aron. Ish, ish, man, man, from the offspring of Aaron. Vahut, sarua, aizov. Vakodshim, layaychal. Ara, shariyitra. You know that he kodshim, and including kodshim is truma. So, ish, ish teaches me that uh, a, f- a full-fledged man and even a man who doesn't have a bris milah. The other opinion is no, Shava from Ger Vesayshav from Karpen Pesach. Okay, so everybody agrees ultimately the halacha. The machlekes is, is the halacha learned out of that an Aral cannot eat truma? Is it learned out from Ger Vesayshav? I'm sorry, Saishav Vesachir? Or is it learned out from Ishish? So here we go. <clears throat> Says the Gemara. And by the way, a lot of Amad Aleph is going to be a conversation in Rabbi Akiva's opinion. Yesterday we had a whole back and forth in Rabbi Yezer. We're going to see Ahmed Aleph is going to be very similar, but trying to pick apart Rabbi Akiva's opinion. Here we go. Hashadam Now that we said um, is coming for the drasha, that it's letting me know that giving a bris milah only allows, uh, is only going to stand in the way of eating Garmin Pesach. It's not going to stand in the way of eating Shuma. Why need the puzzle of Why does he got to say the word boy there? Says the Gemara. I'll tell you, it's coming to teach me boy. Only by a carbon Pesach is, we're going to call, we're going to translate Haramaz Das here as Yisrael Mummer. Okay, if you want to look at the top Rashi, I found this Rashi to be very, very interesting um, in, in the way that it's written. Rashi says, Hamaraz Das Paiseles is Demhemir Daitai, if he changed his Das from believing in Hashem to something else. And then this is where I find interesting. Vinisnakru Maisov loves Rashmayim, and his actions become strange, become a, n- n- unrecognizable. To Akadish Baruchu, Amar Achman The Torah says, He's not allowed to eat from it. That's by a carbon Pesach, okay? Now, the reason why I find this fascinating is because Rashi is focusing on two things. He's focusing on the, on the Das, and he's saying also the Misa. He's saying that not only are you changing your Das, but also your Misim are strange to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which, which is it's just very... It's, it's interesting, because you'd think that... Listen, if a guy walks around, if a guy walks around acting, you know, uh, do, uh, put, he's still putting on tefillin, but his mind is on something else. You think he's really, uh, ready not picarious, right? There are certain tenets that, that turn you into picarious. Yeah, yeah maybe this is where Ramesha and Rabdavid and other Gedalim say that we don't have this manazet, real mumra. Okay, because, you know, maybe, I don't know. But it's, a, it's, it's an interesting Rashi to stick into the files. Okay. I don't know exactly what the diok is, but just so, something to notice if it ever comes up. Rashi's saying Hamaras Das is, he's mentioning that it's, it's, it's both. Okay, be it as it may, the halacha is, um, yes, Reb Robert, we are on the very top line of, of 71A, Ayin Aleph Amad Aleph, all right, very top line. However, when it comes to Maeser Shemi, if a person is Hamaras Das, 
they are still permitted to eat Maishu Shani. Okay, so that's why it says, Bye, to teach me by Korban Pesach, a mummer cannot eat by Pesach, and you could. Says the Gemara of Achal Arel, Ayecha Bai Lamli, why did the Pesach of Achal Arel, Ayecha Bai, by the Korban Pesach? Bai, in Ayecha Aval, who Ayecha Bamaso Mar. This is what we left off yesterday, yeah, and that is that he can't, that uh, an Arel is not allowed to eat from the Korban Pesach itself, but you're still allowed to eat from Matzah and Mar. Now we ran away after we mentioned these things. A mummer is an Apikairis, somebody else believe in Akadish Baruchu, but over here, th- this. This Gemara, let's focus here for a minute, seems to be, I don't know, maybe some, we could uh, come up with a, with a diok and inference the other way, it seems to be unlike Hillel. At the Pesach Seder, we have the korech, we have the wrap. Korech means the wrap, we call it the korech sandwich. Hillel says that your korech, um, the carbon Pesach, with matzah mar. According to Hillel, it seems that the mitzvah is alain, all three together, right? You got to wrap it all and eat it all together like a, like a shawarma. You, yeah, you have the matzah mar, the Pesach, Altsas Git. Says the Gemara over here, interestingly, that Bay Echel means an Arel does not eat of the Karban Pesach, but you do continue to eat Matzah and Maror, even as an Arel. Which is interesting. Maybe we could be Medayek that this opinion is unlike Hillel, because according to Hillel, it seems Al Matzah the way he's interpreting the Pesach and the Torah means you need all three. In order for it to be a, a biblical mitzvah, okay, be it as it may, says the Gemara, a fascinating, uh, a fascinating Shiloh with a beautiful message, beautiful life message. And the Gemara says, what we've just done is disqualified an RL, somebody who refuses to get a bris milah, can't get a bris milah. Well, I'm, I'm going to say refuses just to set up the question, and a mummer. Both of them are not allowed to eat from the carbon pesach. A guy doesn't believe in the finest shleilam. Somebody doesn't eat a carbon. Somebody doesn't have bris milah. Both of you can't eat from the Garden Pesach. Says Gemara, why do I need, why do I need the Torah to mention both? Now in the assumption, in the Hava, I mean, in the question we're about to read, it must be that we're, we're thinking, if you don't have a Bismillah, you, you must be your non-believer. That's the assumption. So here we go. The Torah has to tell me that an uncircumcised Yid cannot eat from Bismillah. And it also has to let me know about a Ben Echer, a Yisrael Mummer, an Apikairis also cannot eat from the Karim Pesach. Why? Because of Rahmana Aurel, the Torah would have only written that an RL cannot eat Mishum de Mais. I would say there's a physical problem. There's an actual physical um, lack on the body of this person that he's holding on to a foreskin. It's Mias. To be holding on to the foreskin. But if a person is an apikairis, where nothing's noticeable on him, nothing's noticeable, it's in his head. I'm a lie. I would say maybe it's not forbidden to him to eat the carbon pesach. Because Rahmana called Ben Echar, and if I would have said Israel Mummer can eat from Pesach and leave out Arel, Mishum de Aim Libash Reshmayim. I'll say, you know why a Mummer can't eat the carbon pesach? Because you don't know how to do things, the shame Shemayim. So we don't let you eat the carbon pesach. But listen to this. Aval Arel de Libash Rashmayim. But a person who doesn't have a bismillah, guess what? It does not mean that there's something wrong with you. It, uh, as far as being an apikairis. Maybe for, for, uh, your two brothers died. Maybe you moved over from Russia when you're 60 years old and right now you're just too scared to get a bismillah. I don't know. But your, your heart is to a binu shabashamayim. Punk, you have a bismillah. Punk, you did not get a bismillah, right? You just, you're, you're still in aura. So I would say, maybe we should allow him to eat the karma bezach. Therefore, Tzricha, the Torah has to tell me both. Chitzanius, Panemius, yeah, you can't learn one out from the other. Beautiful message in life. You can't learn sometimes, as we, as we say very often, sometimes people's Panemius needs to catch up to their Chitzanius, and sometimes people's Chitzanius has to catch up to their Panemius.
On the outside, they look like they're not really Avdei Hashem, but inside, they're on fire. They have a real Dvekas, but, you know, their Chitzanias just doesn't look like it. So they'll get there, they'll get there, right? And says the Gemara, the, the Maisa, each one, the, the Torah points out each one uh, individually, because you really cannot learn out one from the other. Okay, period. Givaldik says the Gemara, Mimenu, Mimenu Lamali. It says in the Pasuk, the word Mimenu. You're not allowed to eat from it. Can't eat from what? So, this goes into Parsha's bow, where we have the mitzvah of Karban Pesach. The Torah tells us that Al Toichal Mimenu No. The Karban Pesach, you're obligated to roast it. You're not allowed to eat it partially cooked. It can't be partially roasted. It can't be boiled. It had to be roasted. That's why many people nowadays have a minna, get the Pesach Seder, to not eat any meat or chicken that's roasted. Okay? We, dafka, we stay away from things, uh, from, from meat and chicken that's roasted because that's going to resemble the Karban Pesach and we don't want to do such a thing. But it says the word, it says the word, Mimenu twice. Why does he need to say it twice? Says the Gemara, Lechidir Rabbah, Amar Reb Yitzchak, teach me the halacha of Rabbah quoting Reb Yitzchak, who we're going to get to, Bezajam, in a few daf, he's going to point out that actually says it three times, and give us a limud for each word, Mimenu. Let's, let's uh, hold off till Bezashem we go through the actual sugya. Okay, period, end of that conversation. What conversation? In Rebbe Lezer's opinion. That, starting from yesterday, went through Rebbe Lezer's opinion. Now the Gemara is going to start going through the lumdus of Rebbe Akiva. And as we said in the beginning of the daf, we're going to have a very similar shaklavataria, very similar back and forth, similar questions, um, similar style answers, and we're going to be focusing particularly on Rabbi Akiva's shita. So here we go. Omar Mar, the Tana taught us, Rabbi Akiva, Aymer, Enoi, Tzarech. Rabbi Akiva says, Arel cannot eat truma, not because of the Shava. It's not the Shava, that's not my source. You know what my source is? Hareo Aymer, Ish, Ish. Because it says a man, a man cannot eat from hektish. The rabbi says sorrow, which means an un, uh, uh, somebody is uncircumcised. Somebody does, doesn't have a brismila also is not allowed to eat truma. Okay, gavald. Says the Gemara, similar question to what we had in Rabbi Lezer. Okay, again, the Ema the rabbi says Ainin. Maybe it's coming to include an Ainin. How do you know that it's, it's including an Aral to not be able to eat a Korban Pesach? Maybe it's coming to include an Ainin. He can't eat from the, I'm sorry, that he can't eat truma, not karpeza. Maybe it's got, an Ainan cannot eat truma. On Reis Rechanin, Reis Rechanin, it says, Amar Krav, Zar, Zarus, Amarti, Lechavaleaninus, Vechalzar means Zarus, okay? Zarus, something that's separated from Kahuna, and we're not dealing with Aninus. Aninus doesn't make you separated from Kahuna. All right, Ema Velay Arelis. Maybe it means Zarus, Velay Arelis. So, and, and Taka, we're including. Uh, maybe if you don't have a brismila, you're permitted. But if you're an Ainin, you're not. Hey, not to include one over the other. Haksiv ishish. Says the Gemara Omarisa. Why do you see to exclude uh, an Arel more than you see to exclude an Ainin? Answers the Gemara. Why? What does that mean? This is not literal words. Don't tra- tra- do not translate these literally yet. But these are four words that represent four Chumras, four stringencies that apply specifically to an RL. What are they? Here we go. Mechus or First of all, I'll tell you the difference between a person who does, um, who does not have a bris milah and other issues with everybody else who can't eat chuba. Number one is that his, there's something wrong with his body. 
It's not some sort of tumma, not some sort of uh, spiritual issue. There's something physically wrong with his body that his action can actually change, can do something about. That's number one. Umaisa begufai. It's got to be done. It's got to be. It's. It's. It could be done by him. For, I'm sorry. Number one, an action will change this. Number two, it's on his body. Number three, anush kares is a chiv kares. If you don't give yourself a brismila, the yeshnei lefnei adibor. And number four is that the mitzvah of brismila applied even before the Torah was given. As we said, it was given to Avram Avinu. The eighth, the eighth commandment, umilas zecharav avodav me'akeves. And listen to this. Also, here's an adrachom. You ready for this? Not only. Am I not allowed to eat a garden bezach if I don't have a bris milah? If I don't give my own children and my own avodim a bris milah, I can't take part in a carbon pesach either. It is chumrah. My child needs a bris milah. My evan needs a bris milah, and I haven't given it to them. I can't eat. That's the chumrah of an ara. Says the Gemara, Adarabba, Aninus Well, let me tell you something. You're telling me that Arelus is more chumrah than Aninus. Aninus also has a chumrah. You know how? <clears throat> Aninus could apply at any time. Both men and women are obligated in the mitzvah of being an owning. Okay, can a woman be an RL? Nope, a woman cannot be an RL. Okay, and it's not in your hand. We're not in control uh, about Aninus. It's up to Eibushter. How come his baruch makes everything fall into place? Says the Gemara. You're right, but guess what? Aral beats it out uh, four to three. Yeah? So you have more chumras of an Aral than we have by an Ainin. Rav Amar, Rav says, even without saying that an Aynin, that a Aral has more chumras than an Ainin, I, I would still say it makes sense to exclude an Aral. Why? Not me like Matzis Amrit. Amar Kra Ish Ish, Eza Hudabr Sheshna Be Ishra in a Beisha, have a Aymer Zaharila. Says Rav, beautiful star. Ready? Rav says, it says the word Ish Ish twice. What, what's Rabbi Kiva learning out from Ishish, Kavra? What's he learning out from Ishish? To exclude, even if you don't have a bris milah, you can't take, partake of the carbon pesach. Okay? I'm, you, you can't eat shum, I'm sorry. Eat, right? Ishish, even if you don't have Our question was, I, I name, why don't we say an I name can't eat from uh, can eat shuma? From the words Ishish. So Rabbi says, I'll tell you very simple. Ishish. Let me ask you, says Rabbi. If Ish-Ish is coming to tell me that an Onain cannot eat Truma, that applies to a woman. Why would we call a woman an Ish? If, an, if you're not, calling an RL can't eat Truma, why you're laughing. <laughs> I understand why, why it uses the word Ish, because that applies only to a man. So it says Rava, I'll tell you the answer. The answer is biology. Okay. Fine. So, bottom line is, let's keep going. Rem- quick reminder, as we said at the beginning of the daf, we're in agreement. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Lezer are in agreement that then Aral cannot eat truma. The question is the source. Rabbi Kiva said, uh, Rabbi Kiva said ish ish. Rabbi Lezer said it was the gzeir shava. Okay, says Gemara. Rabbi Kiva, hi Now we're going to go back and forth. Classic tennis match over here. Yeah, each one's got its source. What does each one find wrong with the other source? Rabbi Kiva, we're going to go back and forth. Rabbi Kiva, hi Taisha Vesachar Be'avale. What does Rabbi Kiva do with the Gzereshava, with the Pasuk of Taisha Vesachar? Amar Ravi Ashmaya, Lasuye Arve Maho Vegavainimol. To include a Arab who has a bris milah, because even Arabs give themselves a bris milah, and also a Gavaini, that even though they have a bris milah, that are they allowed to eat from a carbon Pesach? Absolutely not. So Taisha Vesachar lets me know that if you're not Jewish, 
even if you have a bisrila, no can do. It's not happening. Okay. Says the Gemara. Vahani Mailaninu says the Gemara one second. Is a guy with a brismila? Uh, listen closely, yeah? A guy with a brismila. Is he called Mahul? Is he called circumcised? No, it's, it's, I would have thought that he, since he has a circumcision, he can eat. Says the Gemara. That's not a circumcision. When an Arab cuts off his foreskin, that's called a Mila. But now we learned in the Mishnah. A person says, I'm making a kainam, I'm making an oath that, um, that uh, from ever receiving hana from an arah. I will not receive any benefit from somebody who's nishgemalt. Somebody doesn't have a bismillah. Mutter barely Yisrael. You're mutter to get, get uh, um, hana from arah Yisrael. You're not allowed to get, get uh, benefit from Navikacham uh, who has a brismila. Kainam shani nanalim by them. What if anybody says a kainam that, that um, any possibility of ever getting hana from someone who has a brismila? So mutter bimuli avikachavim, the usher ba'arele yisro. So you see, says the Gemara, what do you see from this? That even a guy who has a brismila is still called an RL. So why are we saying, oh, Rebbe Kiva has a chiddish? You know what it's letting me know that even they can't eat the bris mila when they have a mila. Ask the Gemara. That's not a mila. They don't have a mila. So why would I need Taisha Vesachir? Of course they can't eat from the carbon Pesach. Answer the Gemara. Listen to this is Gavaldic. You know what this is coming to include? This is coming to include a ger, which let's remind ourselves why we're calling this guy a ger if he didn't finish the process. Interestingly, the Gemara does this very often. We pointed this out about a month ago, earlier, very often in the Gemara, it's Kedai repeating, it's a fascinating idea, very often the Gemara, the Gemara talks about Ger Shenizgayer. Ger Shenizgayer, a Ger that's coming to convert. Why call him a Ger Shenizgayer? A Gai Shenizgayer. A guy who's coming to convert. And Avigah Chavim, Shabbal Ezgayer. We're already calling him a Ger. So, some of the, so uh, I saw one of the Akhraim, I forget who, he says that because Chazal teaches us that at Maimed Arsina, when the Torah was given, every neshama that was there, even those that were going to become Gerim in later generations, even those that are going to be Makab of the Torah, were at, were at Arsina. And therefore, the Gemara, when we know somebody's going to be Mizgaya, we go, Gershon is guy. He already has this, 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 this title, the incredible Zach. He already has this title of a Ger. So says the, says the Gemara like this, El Ger We're talking about a Ger that has a bris milah, but he didn't yet go to the mikvah. Okay, says he called the Mila. Yeah, because he had Mila, the shame gave us. So he certainly called the Mila. But he's not really Jewish yet. Because so, he still has to go to the he still has to go to the mikvah. Gavaldik. Okay, let's keep going. The katan shenailad kishahumo. Or how about this? Let's say you have a kid who's born with a bris milah. And if a kid's born with a bris milah, is he an Aro? No. He's also not an Aro. Okay? The Kosovar and the thought is. That you still need to make sure that there is hatafas dambris. There is a drop of blood that comes out of this child. Now, what this means is, again, going back to what we said earlier, the chumra of a uh, of a, by carbon pesach that a father is not allowed to partake of the carbon pesach even if he has a child that needs a bris milah. Okay, so included in that is the Atofas Dambris. So Lamaisa says the Gemara, now we know what Rabbi Akiva is doing with uh, Taisha Vesachar. Go ahead, Yael, go ahead.
Would you say that the father is not allowed to take part in what? Carbon Pesach. If what? If he has a chiyuv to be mohol his son or his evid. Not only is, is a man himself not allowed to partake of Pesach, if he has a, if he, if he's an RL, he's not allowed to partake even if his kid's an RL that he's obligated to, to uh, be mohol. He's not allowed to bring the Gorm Pesach until he gives me to his kid. They're talking about Jewish people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. Excellent. Excellent. Now, now you're saying like a Talmud Chacham. What, what Rabiel is saying is that, or you mean if if he comes to the eighth day, you just said something as a premise. You're, you just said if he comes to the eighth day, he doesn't give a kid a bismillah, he can't eat of a carbon pesach. Yeah, let me ask you a question, and I'll tell you why because the Gemara is going to talk about this. What happens if? It's not the eighth day yet, but your kid doesn't have a bris milah. Is the kid is a kid six days old called an arrow? Do we call a six day old kid an arrow? No. Huh? Ah, I'm not telling you yet. We're getting there soon. Oh, hold your horses. We're gonna get there. All right, all right. Geschmack, geschmack. Okay, and why is it geschmack? Because we know there's no chiv yet, right? Is do we call? Does somebody have a Problem of being an aro when it wasn't shaykh to do a brismil. Gavaldi. Okay, so, so you know, okay, let's keep going. Rabbi Lazar, Tamay Rabbi Lazar is consistent with his own reasoning. Now, Rabbi Lazar won't agree with these halachas because he already used Taisha Vesachir. Okay? So, Rabbi Lazar is consistent with his own reason. He says, Remember, we learned this earlier. According to Rabbi Lazar, he says, if you have a ger, that did a bris milah, but didn't yet go to the mikvah, guess what? He's totally Jewish. You're now a yid with a chiv to go to take a dunk. That's the opinion of Rebbe Eliezer. Vikasavar, and he also holds, katan kishanaylad mohul, when a kid's born with a bris milah, ain't sarach l'hatif menadam bris, you have a bris milah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you one, you're good. You don't even need to do hatavaz dam bris. According to Rebbe Eliezer, you don't need taisha v'sachir to, to exclude anything. And to teach me any added halachas. It's okay anyway. Says Gemara of Blazer, hi ish ish my avadai. Fine. So now we understand again. Remember, we said we're going to play tennis here. We're going to go back and forth. Now we understand Rabbi Akiva learns out. Of, let, let's, let's take a step back, Heber. Rabbi Akiva learns out from ish ish the halacha of an RL not eating truma. And then we said, what do you do with Taisha Vesachir? The answer was to teach me about the case of a ger that only had a mila or the case of a katan that's born with a bris mila. Okay. Now we know what Rabbi Kiva does with Taisha Vesachar. Good. Now the, the Gemara is going to go into Rabbi Eliezer's opinion. Rabbi Eliezer's opinion was, how do I know an Aurel cannot eat, uh, cannot eat Shuma from Taisha Vesachar? So we now want to know, what is Rabbi Eliezer going to do with Ishish? What is he going to do with Rabbi Akiva's source? Here we go. Rabbi Eliezer, hi Ishish, my Yabudlai. What does Rabbi Eliezer do with the Pusik of Ishish? Says the Gemara, you know what Ishish means? Dibra Taira Kalashim Okay. Dibra Taira We have this in other places where sometimes the Taira, sometimes people repeat themselves when they want you to focus in. So Ishish doesn't necessarily have to teach me there's one type of man with a Bismila, another who cannot eat Kakdish, another type of man without a Bismila. No. Ishish, you know, double every single man. Ish means a man. Ish, ish means every single. Okay. 
He says the Torah is talking Kolash Mereyal. Which Torah? If you if you don't trust in this, you can have a lot of problems in the Torah. Hashem took us out with an outstretched arm. Oh yeah, you ever saw God's biceps? Okay. An outstretched arm? I'm sure they're big. An outstretched God doesn't have an arm. Guns. What does that mean? Right? Torah says you're right, but sometimes the Torah speaks in a way that our human minds can can grasp. Okay. Boy, Rachama Barukva, Rachum Barukva asked a question searching for information. Remember, Boy is a Shaila, it's not a Kasha. We're not challenging anything. We're not challenging, we're curious, we're looking for something. Okay. Koton Orel, Mahul is Saycha Bishemin Shalchuma Yale, this is your Kasha here. Listen to this. An Orel is not allowed, you don't have a Brismila, you're not allowed to benefit from Truma. What if you ha- you're not allowed to use Truma? Remember? You can't benefit from Shuma if you're uncircumcised. Says, the, says a Shaila, Rabbi Chama asks, you have a family of Gehanim, ready for this? They have Truma oil. Their baby's six days old and his skin is dry. Can they smear the Truma oil on their six day old baby? Or do we say the baby's an RL? And an RL can't make use of the Truma. Okay? Here we go. Kabaldi. Shaila. Shaila. Now, what's the Shaila? So Gemara clarifies. Arelos shaloi bezmana ma'akva. Do we say that being an Aral, not having a brismila, shaloi bezmana, even though it's not the time, ma'akva, it's ma'akev, and you cannot. You cannot use it. Aylai ma'akva. Or maybe, since it's not yet time for a brismila, you're okay. That's the shayt. Amar of Zera, Rav Zera says to answer. Toshima, come and listen. Ainli ela mila sicharav bishas asiya. The only thing we know, ainli ela, the only alacha that I know is to be mahu azachar bishas asiya. Bishas asiya over here means at the time of doing the Karban Pesach. If at the time that the father, will call him, is obligated to bring the Karban Pesach, he also has a, already has a pre-existing obligation to circumcise one of his kids, then he's not allowed to bring the Karban Pesach. Meaning, you bring Karban Pesach the afternoon of the 14th day of Nisan. The fa- when the father shows up to bring that Karban, you cannot have that he has a pre-existing Mila obligation. Okay? And you also can't have one of your avodnas out of her bismillah uh, um, from eating the carbon pesach. Minayin, so your, your kid, you can't even be makriv. The, the, um, the, if your eved doesn't have a mila, then you can't eat from the carbon pesach. How do I know that the halachas both go back and forth with each other? Okay? Meaning, whatever halach applies. To a son without a brismila will apply to an eva without a brismila. So the Torah lets me know the, it says uz and it says uz as exerishav. Where does it say uz uz? So these are both psukim and shemais parakir beis. We'll read the pasuk. To, I'll just read the pasuk outside. I'll, I'll read it inside, but listen outside. You will first do a brismila on all your males. And then, Yikrav la Saisai. That's one us, yeah? 
So one time it says Uz is telling me about being makriv, the korban. And then the other time it says Uz is v'chol eved ish miknas kesef umalta oisai, any eved that you have that you do a bris milah, Uz, once the milah is done, yeichal, uh, yeichal ba, you can eat from it. So one word Uz is said that you can't be makriv, you can't offer your, sacri- your Pesach sacrifice, that's by the child. The other Uz says you can't eat it, and that's referring to the eved. Okay. Now, says the Gemara. Bish, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. He, he was, he was, uh, to bring, uh, the carbon That's right, it's, it's Erev Pesach, it's Erev Pesach. And his child was six days old. No, not yet, not yet. Your child's, uh, one year old. Your child's one year old. One year old. Yeah. And what? And what? And what? Let's assume. So, the, the Torah says, if you have a chiv to do a bris milah, you can't be makriv the carbon Pesach. Okay? So originally we were talking about six months. I mean, six days. Not yet. That was a Shaila, and we're going through a Brysa to try to answer that Shaila now. Okay. Okay, we haven't, we haven't gotten to the answer yet. So, we're, which is what we're about to do. Right now, what right we have now, is. We're holding that he, the baby was, was a year old. Right now, we're not, uh, I'll tell you what the Brysa just established. The Brysa established that both by an Eved of a Yisrael. And the child of a Yisrael. If you do not give them a bris milah, you cannot be makriv and you cannot eat. That's what we know so far. Okay. No, no, we're about to get it. Here we go. So he says the Gemara. Bishlama Avadov, it makes sense when it comes to your Eved that you're not allowed to be makriv and you can't eat from me the Karim Pesach, Mishkachas La, Dishnu Bushasachila. Here's what happened. Ready? Where you have a Eved that you own. Uh, uh, at the Seder night. You didn't have him at the time of the Hakrava. So says the Brisa, let me give you a case why the Torah would say you can't eat the Karban Pesach if your Eved doesn't have a bris milah. I don't understand. You weren't even allowed to be mocker of it. Don't tell me you can't eat it. Eating comes after the slaughtering. He says, I'll give you a case. What happens if on Erev Pesach you brought your Karban Pesach and then right before Pesach starts you purchased in Eved. So now, you had a chiv to give a bris milah. You own an uncircumcised Eved. And that's how you're going to have a case where it's going to stay, only the, the, the Eved's only getting in your way of achila. Okay. Ela Zicharav, when it comes to your kid, listen closely and don't jump off your seats. To isnu b'shas achila. Your child's there at the time of achila. The last nu b'shas asiya, but he wasn't there when you brought the carbon. Hechi mishkachasla, says the Gemara, Give me a case. I'll tell you. It must be the kids born between the Asiya and the Achila. Listen closely. Do this, let's, we're going to explain this once. If you need again, we'll explain it twice. Listen closely. The Torah is telling me, if you have a kid, ready? You have a kid, doesn't have a bris Erev Pesach. You cannot bring your carbon Pesach. Next pasuk, you have a kid who does not have a bris milah when you're about to eat the carbon pesach. You cannot eat the carbon pesach. Yeah, one second. Says the Gemara. Why do you got to tell me I can't eat the carbon pesach if I have a kid without a bris milah? I wasn't allowed to bring it in the first place. I wasn't allowed to be makriv the carbon 
in the afternoon. Don't tell me I can't eat it. I wasn't even allowed to shecht it. Unless, unless what? Unless the kid was born Pesach afternoon. If the kid was born Pesach afternoon, ready? There's gishmak. Then, what's the whole issue here? Achila. But how old is this baby? An hour? Two hours? Is he eight days old? No. If we're dealing with a kid, you hit his gishmak. If you're dealing with a kid who wasn't around at the time of the Karban Pesach, but he's around at the time of the Achila, and we're calling him an Arel, it must be that even a child less than eight days old has an Arel status. That's the Raya. Oh, until Rava gets involved. Here we go. Ah, says Rava, no. But Tizbra, you think that makes sense? No. The Torah says, first do a brismila, and then you'll draw him near to do, to uh, to to uh, bring the carbon pesach. But this kid who's less than eight days old is not even bar mila. Says Rava to Rav Zera, relax. He says maybe a kid who's less than eight days old is not even included in the pasuk of being called an RL to tell me that you have to refrain when you have a kid. Now, your whole raya is based off of an assumption that a child less than eight days old is included in the Lushen of the Pesach. But, if you, but I can tell you that the kid less than eight days old is not even included in the Lushen of the Pesach. When it says that he's an Aral maybe it means less than eight days old is not even called, uh, not even called an Aral. So you have no proof. Says says We're dealing with a child who doesn't have fever. Dealing with a kid who doesn't have fever. Okay, what do you mean does kid... He doesn't have fever. What does that mean he doesn't have fever? Fever. He's hot. Yeah? Okay. Good. So here we go. So as we're about to explain in the Gemara, if you have a child who's ill, who was very sick, so then we need to wait for the bris seven days from when the fever left him. Okay? So you had a child that's sick, and then you have to wait seven days from when the fever is gone. And now the Gemara is going to go through this, this uh, whole idea. But if that's true, we should give the kid seven days. According to Shmuel, that as soon as a kid gets healed from his fever, you have, to, you have, you have uh, seven more days before doing the bris mila. Okay. Now the reason for this is we want to make sure that the child is strong enough. Okay. So the Gemara says, um, the Avina... Um, the the um, the Gemara uh, lost the place. Sorry, Miss. That's So the Gemara says, I'll tell you, the Avin on Lake Shiva, where they were dealing with, where you gave him all seven days. Ah, he says the Gemara, Vinim Layu made Safra. Well, why don't we tell the father to give him a bris meal in the morning of the seventh day? If the seventh day is falling out on Erev Pesach, we know in general what's the rule. Mitzvah Sayyan Kekulai, Givaldik, what's, what's uh, today's Tuesday, yeah? Thursday, Wednesday night, Thursdays, Lagbaimer. When is a person allowed to take a haircut and shave on Lagbaimer? After sunrise, first thing in the morning after sunrise, you let, why? Because Mitzvah Sayyan Kekulai, part of the day is like the whole day. 
Okay? So, when we say a child gets a bris meal on the eighth day, do you have to wait eight full days? No. It's the eighth day from when you're born. So, Gemara says, why don't we tell the father if the fever broke on day seven, day seven, Zarev Pesach, so let him do it first thing in the morning and then bring his car Pesach. Says the Gemara, top of No, when it comes to waiting seven days from an illness, we talk give seven complete days for the child to regain his strength. So, the law of Mixasiyam Kekulai doesn't apply over there. It doesn't apply when we, we're waiting for somebody to regain strength. Says the Gemara. One second. V'hatani luda, but luda taught us, that the same way you wait seven days from illness is the same wait that you do from when the child's born. My love, doesn't this mean, from the day that you're born, is it eight full days? Nope, not eight full days. So we'll say, that the seven days also isn't seven, isn't seven full days. And if it's not seven full days, we're back to our point, which is, let the father give the bris milah on the morning of Erev Pesach, and then bring your carbon. Tomorrow says, They're not exactly the same. When you wait seven days for illness, and, and waiting eight days from childbirth, it's not saying that they're completely the same. Okay, fine. Seder, by a... Uh, a normal eight-day wait from birth, but not mixasayon kekulo when it's seven days from illness. Okay. What did we just explain? We just gave a fascinating case, and it's just going to get more fascinating from here. Let's give a fascinating case where you're going to have a child who does not have a bris mila, Okay, um, but still, even though the child does not have a bris milah, um, so what's going to happen is his father is not, uh, he's not going to get in the way of his father shechting because his seven days aren't up yet. So his father will be allowed to shecht, but his father won't be allowed to eat the carbon Pesach until his kid actually has a bris milah because the seven days were up between the 24-hour period between the bringing and the eating. Okay, fascinating. Here we go. The Papa Amara Papa says, I'll give you another case where you can have a son and the son uh, without a brismila, and still you're allowed to bring the Pesach but you can't eat the Pesach. What's going to be that case? Where the, the child had an eye ache on the, you know, uh, when it was uh, time to be makriv, the carbon Pesach. Okay, now the Mepharshim here explain that previously we were dealing with a severe illness. By a severe illness, we give a seven-day wait. An eye ache is, is kind of like, call it similar to what, what happened by jaundice. Uh, if, tell me if I'm correct. Where as soon as it's gone, you're allowed to do a bris milah. Is that correct? Or do you have to, a certain waiting period after that? It depends. If it's severe jaundice, then, so then most, take most post can say you have to wait. How long? Uncle Moshe said you didn't have to wait. Okay. Um, seven days, basically. Seven days, basically, because, because of this. If it's considered a cholakol. Okay. So very good. So cholakol gufa, which means if it's Rabbi Ravinsky's uh, clarifying for us, if it's a type of illness that was that attacked the body, the entire body, that's when we have a seven day wait. If it's a uh, a minor illness that doesn't attack the entire body, so then as soon as it's gone. There's going to be a chiyav. So, so says Rapapa, I'll give you a simple. I'll give you a simple example of a child that's not going to get in the way of the father being makriv, 
bringing the offering on the afternoon, but he'll get in the way of the father eating. How so? The kid was sick with a minor illness at the time of bringing the government Pesach, so the father couldn't, he's not considered an oral yet, okay? And therefore the father could bring his carbon, but then the kid got healed after that time, and now the father had an obligation and he didn't take care of it, so now he can't partake of the carbon Pesach, he's got a kid who's an oral. Rav Amarav says, going to show you, the father and mother were now, uh, were uh, locked up during the time of being Makriv, the carbon Pesach, so they didn't have the, this is a whole new fascinating case where, they're an ones for not doing the bris milah. What's the, they're let out of prison on Pesach, let's say, for the Seder. They're being let out. So they didn't have the option to do it also. Rav Kahana, Breder, Rav Nechem, Yomar, Rav Kahana, Rav Nechem, says, Okay, you have a child who was a tumtum. A tumtum is, is a uh, kid who was born and his genitals were covered over with a membrane, a piece of skin, and then the skin popped open in between, so you couldn't do a bismillah because the, the, the aver, the male organ, was not available at the time for a bismillah, but then the skin popped open, and now it's available for a bismillah, so that's a, a, another case where you can have, where they brought the carbon Pesach, but they're still not going to eat, but, but they're still going to they they're not going to eat because they had an obligation. Okay. Vedim Tzazachar. Rav Shravya Omar, and this is amazing. Ready? Rav Shravya says, I'll give you another case. Ah, what's the prizder? The vaginal canal, the birthing canal. Listen to this. He says, Rav Shravya, you know what happened? A week before Pesach, a kid sticks his head out of his mother's body. Once, his, uh, once the majority of his head comes out, he's considered born. The problem is that the rest of his body is still inside. And this kid's chilling. He's there for a week. He's hanging, he just, he's hanging out. Okay? His head is outside the body, and the rest of his body is inside. Does that happen? Oh, gewaldig. Frank Rabbi Yisrael, umi chayai. That's, that's, the, the kid can live? This happens? This such a thing is shayach? This is possible? What, what are we talking about over here? But Tanya, but we learned in Hebrew, as soon as a child comes out into the world, niftach fascinating miracle, huh? Amazing, yeah, yeah. Niftach everything that, that was closed gets opened. Um, and anything that was open closes right all of a sudden the child needs to breathe and how does he eat he needs to eat what happens with his belly what happens connect, uh, connect to the mother but he can't survive off of that nutrition uh, pretty soon after he comes out that which is open to help him gets closed up the, the heart right that's also a miraculous thing if this doesn't happen, you can't live even for a moment. So says, how is it possible for a kid to come out? His body's still inside. He's going to live for eight days. Yeah, so the, he's saying, the kid is hung out there for eight days. That, that was Rav Shravya's answer. Uh, at the time that the father's bringing the Karman Pesach, he's, he, his Aver is still inside the mother. So he's going to do it. Oh, now it's time to get the Karman Pesach because Aver comes out. So says, come on. He's inside the mother for seven. <laughs> what? Seriously? Says, no, I'll tell you. How come I Amazing. There was favor. 
And since there was a fever, the kid can survive. Says the Gemara, whoa. Who has fever? What's fever? What's happening here? Ishta Daman. The kid has fever. Well, if the kid had a fever for seven days, guess what? You're going to have to wait another seven days before giving him a brismila. It's a sick kid. Right? The fever of his mother took care of him. Now, this is wild. The Mepharshim here explain, and this is important to know. This is mamish amazing. Fever is actually, we say, oh yeah, fever, you're sick. Fever is not making you sick. Because you're sick, your body gives you fever to help you. Fever actually balances out the body, the Gemara tells us, to allow it to, it kind of goes into a cooling mode that allows the person to be sustained without eating. There's less nutrition that's needed Right, and and uh, it's it's an it's an it's an amazing thing. So the Gemara is saying that since the mother had fever for seven days, the baby wasn't sick, but the mother had fever. So the body temperature of the mother allowed the child to survive. And now, when the kid is coming out, we have an immediate heal of a brismila because the kid was really healthy all along. It's the eighth day. Not Meyeslaes, we don't need Meyeslaes from birth. It's the eighth day. He's finally coming out after the Zman of Korban Pesach, but before the Zman of, of uh, Achilas Pesach. And that's another case, says Rev Shravya. Or another thing you could say is Hani Mili Hecha Ma'ave. That's the only time we say that a kid can't survive like that is if he's not crying. But if, if a child is crying, that is a sign of health and actually. If he's crying, it, it actually sustains him. It keeps the child going. Kill the mother's ears, but it keeps uh, it keeps the child um, keeps the child growing. If we have time afterwards, we have five more minutes till Vilem wants to stop for mincha. Uh, if we have time after, I got a beautiful, beautiful misa about a, a child crying and, and it being a sign of life. All right, here we go. Rebbe says the name of Rebbe Beno. We find by our forefathers they sprinkled even when they were arrayed. Okay, Shenemar as it says, and the people came up in the yardin. the tenth day of the first month. Until then, we know they didn't have a brismila because they were tired from the traveling. And they only did the bris meal on the eleventh day of Nisan. And when was the sprinkling done? So you see, the sprinkling was done before they even had a bris milah. So let me explain what's happening here. What's that? An uncircumcised person is not let eat from the carbon pesach. An impure person is not let eat from the carbon pesach. Okay. The shaila was, is because we're still in the middle of the conversation. If an RL is tummy, we sprinkle him, and then he has a bris milah. Is he still called tummy? Meaning, at the t- here's the lumdus, ready? When you sprinkle somebody, do you need, with the waters of the red heifer, the paraduma, do you need that that water is going to make him tahar now, and capable of doing something to him? Or do you just need the act of sprinkling without necessarily the full impact? What's the nafkamina? So here, you have a guy who's an Arab. 
he's Tomei. Can I sprinkle the Mechatos on him? And then as soon as he has a brismila, he's fine. Because he previously had the Mechatos sprinkled. Or do we say no? Since at the time the Mechatos were sprinkled, he was an RL. So the Mechatos didn't put him into a situation of being allowed to eat the Karim Pesach because he had a pre-existing condition of being uncircumcised. And that, therefore, if he wants to eat the Karim Pesach, he has to have another sprinkling after his brismila. That was the Shiloh. To which the Gemara responded, what do you mean? Look at Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael themselves, many of them were tired from their journey and therefore they couldn't, they, they, they couldn't have a bris until later. So the sprinkling was done, it's, uh, the assumption is, even before you had a bris milah. Okay? Says the Gemara. Kavalik. Okay. So we'll pick up from here again, but let's keep going. Vidoma Vayavid Pesach Klal. Says the Gemara, maybe the current Pesach was not brought at all. How do you know that they brought the Karim Pesach? We know there were many years where Karim Pesach wasn't brought when Klal Yisrael was traveling. So no, it's not possible to say that that year they didn't bring Karim Pesach because they brought Karim Pesach on the 14th day of the month. Mazuj has a challenging question. Maybe Pesach was brought, maybe the Taka brought a Pesach as Tomo Gishmak because we know when Brave Klal Yisrael is not capable of bringing a Karim Pesach, there's no Pesach Shani, everybody can bring it the first Pesach. If majority of Klal Yisrael is Tomei, everybody can bring the Karim Pesach in a state of Tumah. So maybe that's not what happened. And maybe there's different than our Shiloh over here, uh, of, of um, you know, an individual who needs a bris milah. Ravashi says, Tanya Beheda, we learned straight out in the Braisa, Malu Vitavlu, they had a Mila, and then the Tvila, Vasu Pischeya Matara, and then they did Pesach in a state of Tahara. Beautiful, okay? So you see from here that Klai Yisrael did the Karban Pesach when they already had a, uh, a situation of purity. New statement. Rabba, the son of Yisrael, says in the name of Rav. The mitzvah of priya, of removing that added uh, um, skin, okay, pulling back, was not given to Avram Avinu. By his brismila, he was not obligated to also expose the lower part, expose the membrane under the skin, right? There's the skin, then there's the membrane, then there's people pulled back. Avram Vinu's bris didn't need to be pulled back. Shinem, as it says, Be'isahi, Amar Hashem Yeshua. At that time, Hashem said to Yeshua, Aseilacha charvay surim v'goymer. Make for yourself charvay surim, very sharp instruments, v'goymer, etc. Okay? So, um, the assumption over here is that the, the, um, in the time of Yeshua, only then was there an additional obligation to use a sharper instrument that's not only going to nail the, uh, not, not nailed down, but that's not only going to hit the, the thicker part of the skin, but at that point is when we're commanded to even cut off the membrane that's included. I says, Gemara, how do you know that? The Doma, perhaps, Hanach Mo, maybe um, this is. This was an obligation only for those who had no bris milah at all. Anybody who let him try him, they had a bris milah, but anybody who was born in the midbar, they were the ones who waited to have a bris milah. Says Gemara, Imkain my shuv. What does it mean to do it again? What do you mean again? It means even if somebody already had a bris milah, 
because they knew from their great-grandfather, Amavim, that they were, had an obligation to have a bris milah. Now Yeshua is told that we're going into Eretz Yisrael. Yeah, we're going to have to additionally make sure that to do Priya, to remove that membrane. Umay Shenis, what does it mean, uh, do it again? Says the Gemara, to connect the end of the Mila to the beginning of the Mila. Matchilas Mila Makeves, just like the beginning of the Mila is necessary. Avsaif Mila Me Akvin. So, too, in order to make it a Kosher Bris Mila, you need the end as well. What does that mean to be okay? The Tanam we learned in the Mishnah. These are the following skins that, if they're there, if they remain on the Corona of the male member, they're ma'akev, they get in the way of a kosher bris milah, if either the flesh continues to cover most of the atara, most of the corona, and also a person who has enough skin left over that um, he's not allowed to eat truma. Now what does that mean? This is talking about skin that covers rav, a majority of the Atara. Says the Gemara, by the way, I don't understand this thing. According to what we just said, and we're going to end off with this fascinating last couple steps, we'll pick up from here. But why Taka didn't they do Brismilas in the Midbar? Says the Gemara, but Midbar, my time, we said, whoever left Mitzrayim had a Brismila. Right? Whoever, and then, and, uh, and then as we're entering Eretz Yisrael, whoever was born in the Midbar did not have a Brismila. Tell me when in Eretz Why not? Either because of the dangers, Chosha really means weakness. Of travel, okay, but that, that makes it dangerous to have a bris milah, top of tomorrow's daf. Because they didn't have the north wind, okay? The north wind is a pleasant wind that's very, uh, that's very healing. Uh, uh, that didn't exist for them uh, in order to allow the healing process, therefore they refrained. They didn't have the north wind. My time, why Taka didn't they have the north wind? Yeah, if it's such a pleasant thing, and Akadosh Baruch Hu really want to take us out of Mitzrayim, yeah, in perfection, he took us out in the spring and everything, right? Everything's going to be perfect. And the north wind is healing, it's amazing, so why not give, it, why not give us the north wind when we're in the midbar? We'll find out tomorrow. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Good.